Welcome to the Walk Boldly with Jesus podcast. I am your host, Katherine Duggan. I created this podcast to inspire you to walk boldly in your Christian faith. Each weekday, I will talk about scripture and how these verses can relate to your everyday life. Spending time each day with the Word of God is a great way to fortify your faith. I'm so glad to have you along on this journey. Let's get started. The title of today's episode is The Treehouse. The scripture verse is 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. For all of God's promises have been fulfilled with the resounding yes. And through Christ, our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for his glory. All God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. How great is that? All God's promises have been fulfilled. There is not one thing that God promised that he has not followed through on. That is amazing. I wish I could say the same. There's a house down the street from us that just got renovated. The new owners built a whole new second floor to the house. They also did a lot of renovations on the outside of the house and in the yard. One thing they built in the yard is a beautiful tree house. It looks so awesome and even has a climbing wall on one side, so if you don't want to take the stairs up, you could go the more difficult way. I feel like this is life sometimes. I feel like God provides us the stairs to make it to the top, but oftentimes we choose the climbing wall. We could choose the path that was pretty well laid out for us, where we just put one foot in front of the other and climb the steps, one at a time. We know the next right step, and we continue to take each step until we reach the top. However, sometimes we choose the difficult path. Sometimes we choose the climbing wall. We choose the path where we don't know what the next step is. We need to feel our way through and look for where each new step is. And we can't find the next step until we take that first step. And then depending on where that first step is, we'll have limited options for our next step. The reason I thought about this treehouse when the reading was talking about promises, is because we told our middle son, Noah, that we would help him build a treehouse. And yet, that never happened. Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever told someone or promised someone that you would do something and then not done it? It's an awful feeling to not keep a promise and to let someone down. I am not sure why it never got done. I'm sure I can find a whole list of excuses. However, none of them make me feel better when I see this beautiful treehouse that this family built. Regret is a terrible feeling. I am definitely not a fan of it. It is definitely an opening for the enemy to get in and to destroy some people. I have seen it numerous times on TV and movies. Can you think of anyone you know that just can't seem to let go of something that happened in the past? Sometimes we can get stuck on something in our past and we let it bother us for far too long. I'm not saying we shouldn't feel bad if we broke a promise to someone. I wish we were like God and we could keep every promise that we make. Unfortunately, we are broken people and so occasionally we'll break promises. What is important is what we do after we break a promise. Do we repent and ask the person for forgiveness? Do we forget about everything and start over again? Do we pretend it never happened and just move on? What's the right protocol in this scenario? 
I would say we should go back to the golden rule. How would you like someone to act towards you if this happened? I personally think repentance is important. Tell the person you're sorry you didn't follow through with the action you promised, and then try to make it up to them in some way. And if you can't make it up to them, apologize and move forward from there. What is not a good idea in this situation is to sit and think about what you did over and over again. Regret is not good because it eats away at you slowly from the inside. I read a book once called Miracle Mornings. It's a book by Hal Elrod. It is an excellent read in case you have not heard of it before. It is a book about how to start a really helpful morning routine. The author talks about a five-minute rule that I feel could be helpful here. He used to sell Cutco knives. He would get really upset when someone would cancel their appointment with him because he worked off commission. His boss told him about the five-minute rule. This is a way to not get stuck in negative feelings. He said when something upsets you, take a minute and think about whether or not you can change the thing that just happened. For instance, someone calls up to cancel an appointment with you at the last minute. Can you change the fact that this customer canceled? No. In this case, where there is nothing you can do to change the situation, you set a timer for five minutes, and that's how long you allow yourself to be upset. You have five minutes to yell, scream, cry, whatever you need to do, and then you move on. Hal found this five-minute rule to be very helpful in his life. At first, he said it took longer than five minutes. He would set the timer for five minutes, and if you still can't let go of the emotion, set the timer for another five minutes. Eventually, you'll train yourself to let go of things sooner. If there's nothing you can do about the situation, then there's no reason to keep dwelling on it. This is what the enemy wants. He wants us to dwell on what is going wrong in our lives. He wants to keep us in a state of unhappiness, unhappiness with who we are and what is going wrong. When we are thinking about all that is going wrong, then we're not praising God for all that's going right. When we are focusing all of our energy on what we did and who we let down, then our focus is inward on ourselves instead of our focus being on God, which is a much better place for our focus. The next time you're regretting something you did, or did not do, take a minute to think about this five-second rule. Can you change the situation? If not, give yourself time to be upset and then move on. Dear Heavenly Father, I know you love us and don't hold our mistakes against us. Lord, I ask that you help us to forgive ourselves. Why is it that we can forgive others more quickly than we can forgive ourselves? Lord, we ask that you teach us not to regret past mistakes. We ask that you help us learn any lessons we need to learn from them and move forward. Father, we ask that you help anyone that is suffering from regret right now. We ask that you free them from this feeling. Lord, we know the enemy is looking for any way to get into our lives, and we don't want to give him an open door. Close all doors of regret and cover us in your protection, O Lord. Lord, we thank you for being so amazing and wonderful. You are the God of all things, and we are nothing without you. Living a life without regret is not easy, but we know it's possible because all things are possible through Christ who strengthens us. We love you, Lord, and we ask you all these things in accordance with your will, and in Jesus' holy name, amen. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey to walk boldly with Jesus.
I look forward to spending time with you again tomorrow. Have a blessed day.